0: It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to The James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to
1: It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and this is another one of them wow, wow moments, because first of all, it's Hump Day! Woo-hoo! Hot day! <laughs> <laughs> no man I've, I've been waiting to do that all day man
2: <laughs> i think james once we get to thursday you're already counting down
1: till we get to play it again <laughs> man you know uh, I, I am i'm i am now you know relaxing because i've been on the road for i mean really often and on the last you've been a busy days. guy yes and uh i'm back and my beautiful wife my dog uh you know kind of settled in a little bit and i I think they used to have me back since I've been here for uh, <laughs> three days, four days now. <laughs> you yeah, know, so. Uh, but uh, one great thing, Noah, is uh, uh, we are already got plans on being back there in July, and Michelle will be back there in studio with us. I, yeah,
3: it's been a while since I've Noah. seen Michelle,
1: so I'm anxious.
3: I get to see you, Noah. I'm, I'm excited. very excited.
1: You're you're very missed in San Diego. Aww. Hey, no, we got uh, such a great show tonight, you know, anytime that... Uh, I'm excited, guy, the- yeah, I got to meet the guest and uh, have him all
2: prepped up in the green room, ready for the studio, and it's exciting.
1: Yeah, anytime that we're talking about doing the Lord's work, and we're talking about uh, helping others, we're talking about uh, just uh, shining light uh, in a situation where it might be dark. You know, you and yeah, I talk so, about that a lot, James. It, it really, <laughs> at the end of
2: the day, that is what matters, the love that we can spread amongst each other uh, in any
1: situation, and we can learn from one another. That is the mission. That is a mission, and we got Dr. Raph Plum that's, uh, you know, going to enlighten us. We're going to talk about his book, All Who Wonders, and, you know, rediscovering God's purpose of your journey, because we all, each and every last one of us, uh, we're on a journey— and we all have purpose. Sometimes it takes us, you know, depend a lot longer to discover what that purpose is. But we all have purpose, and Doctor Plum is is going to uh, tell us about all of those great things, and and uh, we we just gonna have a great time discussing uh, a lot of things that he's doing. He works with you know a nonprofit organization, no, you know. Oh, you guy, had me at nonprofit. <laughs> and he worked with small businesses, and you know he. He works all over the world, not just in the States, but all over the, the world and helping uh, folks. Uh, I mean, just like I said, shining light on those who need it. So uh, Michelle and I are so happy uh, to uh, have him as the guest tonight.
3: Yes, uh, we definitely are. And like James said, the title of the show is All Who Wonder Rediscover God's Purpose on Your Journey. And, um, Guess we're gonna get started, huh?
1: We're we gonna get started in a minute, but no, uh, I, I know it's been a tough day. Uh, uh, are you okay? Are you I'm okay, for- man. It's like you
2: know, it's 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 the radio game. It is a nonstop for people that don't watch it. It's kind of like making a fine cuisine. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I'm good. I'm
1: good. Making great radio, but it's been it's been tiring. Not gonna lie. Man, you are probably the hardest working uh, man in radio. You I mean, keep telling I, our GM <laughs> that. That's that. I like that. <laughs> oh man, I, I tell I tell Steve that all the time, and I'm I'm sure he's listening to the show tonight. So hey, Steve, uh, you you know Noah is the hardest working man in radio. <laughs> you know, so hey Noah, I want to get started with this. Yeah, let's stuff. get started. I am excited to uh, find out more about Doctor Plum. Okay, Machia, can you tell our listening audience uh, uh, what the purpose of the of the show is?
3: Yes, the purpose of today's show is to discuss Dr. Ralph Plum's book "All Who Wonder," and discuss his global experiences, and discover why the Kingdom of God is central to his passion and work, and to learn about his profession as a global strategist. Wow!
1: I mean, before we introduce this great man, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight eight eight. Three four four eleven seventy. 1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Call in, be part of the show. You know, the doctor will take any questions that you guys might have out there. Well, here, can you introduce our great guest?
3: Yes. Dr. Ralph Plum is a global strategist, author, Christian humanitarian, and an insightful scholar and writer. As CEO of both charitable organizations and small companies, he has fostered lasting impact. Today, he consults with leaders on transformative change and resource development. Per Dr. Ralph Plum, his life mission is to connect need with resource utilizing the significant networks and relationship God has entrusted to him. He specializes in sourcing and maximizing, maximizing financial, human, and intellectual capital. There are three areas of engagement where we may benefit from your, or your organization or company. Transformative change, integrating your life purpose and mission with your business planning, resource development, innovative methods of acquiring money, people, or information, global sourcing, access to most anything legal on every continent. Dr. Plum is the CEO at the Kingdom Alliance. The Kingdom Alliance represents a growing circle of people of faith and influence inspired to work together for redemptive change through big vision kingdom impact. While it is a time of global disruptive change, nevertheless, God is doing something new and powerful. To whom much is giving, much will be required. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. With this understanding on my faith journey, he has dedicated the remainder of his life to shine a light into the darkness and to the extent, be able to love people as God loves us.
1: Welcome to the show, Dr. Plum. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
4: James and Michelle, it's really a, a pleasure to be with you. And you've got a great anchor here. Noah's a fantastic guy to keep things moving. I must say that's a, quite a Burger King uh Introduction. That's a whopper. You got so much stuff in that introduction. I don't know if it's all true, but whatever.
1: <laughs> We're going with it. <laughs> We're going with it. And it's all true, Doc. I mean, it, it, we had a lot of material to pull from. So, uh, yeah. you know, hey, hey, Dr. Plum, can you tell our listener audience a little bit about you, where you grew up in your family? Yeah, sure.
4: I was born in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, I was adopted um, into a um, single, um, I was the only child, so a single uh, kid in the family. Uh, my dad had a high school education. He worked in a factory. Um, bought a little house. It was like 640 square feet. So really, really tight. As a matter of fact, it was only one bedroom. They they gave me the bedroom, and they slept on a fold out couch in the quote living room with the squeaky springs. It was a, a humble beginning, but I was uh, always thinking about the world and loved to read. And I I um, really really started uh, f- thinking about my my career and my future, even as a, as, as a young person. Um, I, I graduated from high school and I had two summer experiences, um, uh, mission trips, uh, one in Turkey in the Middle East, one in India. And, uh, while I thought I was going to go into advertising, um, it changed my worldview. I, I saw a part of the world that I, I didn't realize existed and it really touched my heart. And so I began a, a journey that took me to, uh, well, now about a hundred countries, so um, it's been a it's, it's been a real blessing. But that's where Wetside grew up on the East Coast. I did pursue uh, four degrees over time. You know, it, it kind of adds up. Uh, did a bachelor's, worked on an MBA, MDiv, and a PhD over many years. And um, yeah, so the, but that's where I that's where I started in Connecticut, and I migrated uh, west, uh, Michigan, Oklahoma, and then I've been in California for 35, 35 years.
1: I did not know that, uh, you were so close to us in, in Temecula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh.
4: Temecula Valley. Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we love it there. I mean, just like I mentioned to you, we don't spend, we spend two weeks there, or two weeks here, but, um, you know, we're going to have to take a station break. But when we get back, Dr. Plum, we're really going to, uh, dive off into, uh, your journey, a lot of the things that you're doing. I want to hear about, uh, your book read excerpts of it but uh, i really want to get off into it but so we're gonna take a station break and we're gonna come back and continue our discussion with dr raf Plum. it's your life i'm james cooley
0: there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with james cooley
1: Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are
0: sold.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
4: FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170
0: San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley.
1: Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got Dr.
0: Replum.
1: And uh, we're talking about uh, all who wonders. uh, Rediscovering God's purpose. On your journey. And uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. A doctor, uh, Plum, now uh, you mentioned that uh, you had traveled to over 100 countries and uh, that had to be uh, uh, touching and, and, and fun being able to see the world like that. Can you tell us uh, about some of the your experiences uh, in the different uh, portions of the world and the things that you're doing and how that uh, affected and helped others in the other countries?
4: Sure, I'd be be happy to. So let's start with the most recent. About three weeks ago, I was in Iraq. I was in Kurdistan, uh, which is the northern part uh, near Turkey, Syria, and and um, it's uh, relatively stable. Um, Kurdistan is where some 2 million Yazidi refugees uh, fled to when ISIS was raging through the country. They Their religious and um, cultural center was on Mount Sinjar. The, I- the ISIS fighters came and um, uh, k- killed and uh, uh, raped and pillaged that entire culture. So we were visiting on this particular uh, trip uh, Ba'adra uh, refugee camp Um you know, when you live in the United States and you know, watch the news, you don't quite know what's true or, you know, what the full story is. There are 65,000 ISIS babies that are now three, four, five years old. So we were in a refugee camp with some number of those. There's about two million in the larger, larger population. Um, we talked with, uh, and, and you, you may, you may, your listeners will, will recall um, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, you know, the guy that ran ISIS and one of the many evil things he did was to uh, capture Kay Mueller, a 26-year-old uh, Arizona uh, aid worker, and he, he tortured her, raped her, and then killed her when he was done. So Abbasima in this refugee camp, a uh, young lady told a story about a, a dear family. Um, this one family had five kids, and um, one son was killed. Uh, one son was shipped off to some... Worker location and uh, maybe the oil fields and never came back. And they had three, uh, three, three daughters, all of whom were impregnated by uh, ISIS fighter. Um, they were very un- unhappy and and scared, and so they um, they teamed up with a couple of other ladies and they tried to escape. And they got part way out of town, and uh, ISIS fighters um, found them, uh, brought them back and um the one the one daughter that had uh, two kids they tied her to a chair uh, poisoned her kids in front of her and watched watched made her watch them die now, that's just pure evil to me and um uh when you when you see the news and you, you know you, you think about the political uh, back and forth you know what we should do uh, the fact of the matter is that there's um there's still many people that are suffering in that location um let me switch to the united states um one of my favorite uh, Charities is the, the Lovelady Center in Birmingham, Alabama. To tell you the truth, the James, the first time I heard that name, I thought it was a brothel in Nevada. But it's actually, the the, the name is uh, Brenda Lovelady Spawn, who is the, the founder. Uh, this uh, women's shelter has about 400 women, about 75 kids. Um, most have been uh, trafficked or abused. Most have been addicted to one substance or another, and many have been incarcerated. So it's a place of real um, r- r- real redemption. Um, I was just there a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to be there, I'm, I'm happy to say, with uh, Alicia Gwynn, Tony's wife, uh, in, in just uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, she's going to join me uh, to visit there. She's going to actually preach at their Wednesday night service. So the intake uh, manager, a friend of mine, Amy uh, she was abused as a, a 13 or 14 year old, which obviously put her in a place of vulnerability and it started on the wrong path. And, uh, she tells the story that she, you know, went in and out of, uh, rehab programs, about 13 or 14 of them, um, uh, raped and abused at different points. And at one, at one, one time she was getting gas in, uh, I think it was Nashville or a suburb. It wasn't Nashville, but it was another Tennessee city. And, uh, she was in a, in not, not a good neighborhood. And, um, some guy came up while she was pumping gas and cold cocked her and put her in the in the car and they uh, they brought her out to this location and um, traded her a body for for cocaine and they you know used her for many many uh, uh, hours and then they tried to kill her after that um, she made it through that so I I, told, I tell those two very um, sobering stories one in Iraq and one in Alabama just to emphasize uh one of the things that I, i've really come to realize in my journey is that the the enemy is the enemy the enemy is not another gender another political party another country the the enemy is uh is uh, satan and his um his work is very clear when you get into situations like this where you actually meet and talk with people that have been through unbelievable circumstances
1: you are absolutely right um Wow, those are touching stories and uh you're right, the enemy is Satan. <laughs> and it's a lot of folks that uh I I mean, to me, they I, I don't know if they got a heart. Uh I mean, to do some of the things that you just mentioned, that just uh, it just touches me. It's it hurts. Despicable. Mm.
3: Doctor Plum, uh, we're gonna just veer off to um your published um, work, you have published quite a lot. Can you tell us about your most recent book, All Who Wander*, and what it is all about?
4: Sure. Yeah, I've actually written about 25 articles that have been picked up by USA Today, New York Times, Detroit Free Press. Um, three, I, I, this is my third book. I, um, the title, uh, All Who Wander, actually, I have a plaque in my house that says, All Who Wander Are Not Lost. But the original quote comes from J.R.R. R. Tolkien, uh, as you may recall. All that is gold is not glitter. Not all that, not all who wander are lost. The old uh, that are strong does not do not wither. Uh, deep roots are not reached by the frost. And um, it's a it's a longer it's a longer story. So my book is really a story about my my life journey, both a physical one and a spiritual one. And if I might just uh, read the back cover, because um, This is a journey of every everyone Um, so how will you respond when it happens most people chart a course for their lives career marriage children prosperity then it happens financial loss divorce death of a loved one these unexpected crises in 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 our life uh, and on the road of life leave us disoriented overwhelmed with unexpected doubt or uncertainty and sometimes feeling far from god and so Despite my life of service, I reach my own crucible intersection, and I know there's a question coming up to describe that. But continue.
3: Well, this book really applies to everyone, Doctor Plum, but especially to men. Can you tell us why?
4: Well, first and most obvious is that I'm a man, so I can only write from my perspective. Um, you know, a F- Father's Day is is coming up, um, and um, and. A lot of people um, have a different experience with their father, and I I I know that some um, some people had a wonderful father. Some people, like myself, and one of the one of the crucible uh, ex- issues in my life was just never. I have never. I never met my natural father, so that left me with a with a void. So i I ask your I ask your audience. So, what kind of father did you have, if you had one present in your life at all? Was he? a workaholic and completely unavailable? Was he a busy man who you didn't want to bother? Was he angry and emotionally distant? Was he toxically critical, someone you could never please? Was he abusive, physically, sexually, emotionally, psychologically? Did he treat your mother with love and respect or completely the opposite? Uh, Was there a lot of yelling and contention in your home, if you had a home? Or do you recall him ever saying, I love you? Was your father absent, silent? a void in your life? Was he dead, in prison, addicted, unable to express his feelings, insufferably stubborn, or simply gone somewhere? On the other hand, maybe you had a father who you admired and respected. He hugged you and he told you that he loved you. He helped you with your homework. He explained the why of something with patience. You had father-son or father-daughter times with him. So um, these are all things that relate to to men and, and many who are in roles of fathers. Um, for me also, I, I wanted to be forthright in my own journey. Um, men, fent- men and women face temptation, but traveling men especially um, have the temptation of uh, sexual sin and having, having difficulties. Um, I can say with thanks to God that all the years that I traveled, I, I didn't uh, succumb to that. But um, I, I wanted to be honest in the book to say that was offered quite often three examples. I just sat at the table out on a cool evening in Nairobi, Kenya, and a woman came up and, you know, tried to proposition me and tell, tell me how I would pay the, the the floor monitor to get to her room. I declined. I was just turning my key in the door of the Rosia Hotel in Moscow. The phone rang, and a Russian-accented lady said, you want good sex? I said, no, no, thank you. I hung up the phone. And then uh, the many years I worked in Vietnam, I had the actual provincial governor uh, offer me one of the six or eight women that were working, you know, serving food and so forth. And so um, in, in the in the warp and woof of life, there's um, there's good things, there's stressful things, there's temptations. And in my journey, I, I put it all in the book. I decided I'd just share what uh, I went through.
2: Hey, James, I know I got a couple of questions, but I really don't want to cut him off. So why don't we uh, just wrap up and go to break here? Because we only got a couple of minutes until we got to get to the bottom of the hour.
3: Okay. Thank you, Noah. Um, James, um, just bring us into the break.
1: You know, hey, this is so exciting. Uh, We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk to this great man. It's your life.
0: I'm James Coley.
1: There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen to for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back
1: to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got the uh, fabulous uh, Dr. Ralph Plum. And um, I'll tell you, very inspirational all the great things that uh that he is doing and you know he travels you know uh, to over a hundred countries already and I mean just just a shining, uh shining the light uh especially in dark places so if you want to be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy again that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy.
2: Hey, Dr. Plum, Noah here behind the booth. I I know you talked a little bit about fatherhood and how that's in the book. And you have two chapters, chapters five, chapter six, in the book on fathers and fatherhood. Did you take a special, uh, a little bit of a special care with that section? Because I know for me, being a single father, that it really holds a very special place in my heart in the importance of the upbringing of children And it sounds like you might have that same perspective. And uh, to piggyback off of that, after you answer that question, is there anything else that readers can find in that as they go through that section?
4: Those are very good questions. Um, You know, I've already shared the void uh, in my psychosocial development of not knowing my birth father. I I didn't share yet that uh, my firstborn, my 10-year-old died at age 10. And so that was a very... A very painful um event and it eventually um contributed to the uh, um the, the ending of our of our marriage um and 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 yet um i i was able to uh raise the two two daughters that i have now and um one of the one of the best blessings of god and the best presence from them um was on my 60, 60th birthday and uh that list of uh, things they appreciate about dad is in there. So it's really a testimony of, uh, of hanging in there being a a, a dad. And, um, you know, just saying you're a single dad. Um, we all know statistics. I can't quote er, 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 er all of them, but, um, so important. Many families do not have a father and, uh, that contributes greatly to the social, uh, um, unrest and the, the problems in our, in, in our society. And, um, Uh, And of course, the nuclear family is under uh, direct attack as well. Um, So uh, the role of uh, men that have gone through their own wandering and have uh, found God and um, hold to biblical principles and do their best to be a dad and a husband, single or otherwise, uh, if they're a dad, um, is really important. And I think there'll be some um, insights for readers that um, would add to the second question you asked me. I, I won't quote those, but um, you know, I, I, I quote two friends that um, had no fa- one one, they had in, inadequate fathers, uh, w- one from Selma, Alabama, grew up with a sharecropper's son, and then a friend of mine, uh, surfer boy, and, uh, you know, had three wives and a father that never gave him affirmation. So, yeah, the role of a father, good or bad, has a, a lasting impact.
2: What I'll say also, because I think it's important, especially with Father's Day coming up if you could share even in short one of your favorite memories as a father yourself that just it made you feel good inside what would that be
4: yes i i um made a point of always having father daughter nights um you know once a month or something and it was was a time to actually spend and listen and give attention to e- each daughter uh and um it, it meant it meant the world to them and and now as adults um they comment that i i always uh answer their calls you know if i'm in a meeting i'll 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 say you know excuse me and you know i i, I answer their calls and i give them the, the the love and respect and attention uh that they need so those those father daughter nights and um have some some great great memories and it's it's time that is um you know invaluable
2: you know i and james and uh and Michelle are going to have some questions, but I just want to say and just respond to what you just said. My kids might call me in the middle of a busy media day that I have. And even if it's two seconds and I pick up that phone and I just say, hey, you know what? I can't talk to you at the moment, but I wanted to pick up, say hello. I will call you back in five minutes. I always make sure that I answer the phone Amen.
1: whenever they call.
4: Yeah, that's great. Wow.
1: You know, this is uh, so fascinating and so inspiring, a uh, uh, Dr. Plum. You know, I'm interested in, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Chapter 3, doing versus being?
4: Yeah. Well, you know, when you ask somebody about, you know, if you meet someone for the first time and you ask them about, well, who are you? Mo- most everyone starts out, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a an accountant or I'm a mother or I'm a whatever. They usually tell you their profession. Uh, and, and I suppose you could make the case that you're not going to tell somebody uh, something private about yourself if you just meet them. But. Many times we describe ourselves by what we do. But in fact, um all of us were created for a purpose and um um the most important thing in life is is who we are. It's who we are in Christ and who we are to the people that live in our in our neighborhood and our family. And um there's so there's so so much pain um and and misunderstanding um amongst people and we really just uh need to be kind to bring light uh, to to anyone around us and um i, I think being is is, is quite is, is more important than than doing we all have a, a task to do we all have a, a life but um as uh, another chapter says time and eternity it's um we, we you know we we have a very short time on earth and um the most important thing is to is to love one another and be and to be uh, supportive of each other
3: Dr. Plum, The Frog in the Kettle. That's a chapter eight title. That is an intriguing, intriguing title. Can you tell us what this is all about?
4: You know, as I've traveled the world, I've seen a lot of things. And of course in our own country, it's not, uh, and it's it's a story about um, a slow path to bondage, a slow path to addiction, a slow path to being stuck with no hope. And um, um, we we all um, can find ourselves in a place where we feel uh, isolated and um sometimes we can't get out of the particular stuckness that we're in uh without without help and one of my favorite authors is uh, Hen- henry Nowen, um who's written a lot of different uh a-, a different um books um he says is there a way out i don't i don't think there is at least not on my side it often seems that the more i try to disentangle myself from the darkness the darker it becomes I need light, but that light has to conquer my darkness, and that I cannot bring about myself. I can't forgive myself. I can't make myself feel loved. By myself, I can't leave the land of my anger. I can't bring myself home, nor nor can I create communion on my own. I can desire it, hope for it, wait for it, yes, pray for it, but true freedom I cannot fabricate for myself. That must be given to me. I'm lost, and I must be found and brought home by the shepherd who goes out to me. The story of the prodigal son... Is the story of a God who goes searching for me and who doesn't rest until He's found me, and I think that's really a, an important part of um, that 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 chapter. Uh, no matter what we uh, end end up finding ourselves involved in or stuck in, uh, God can God can uh, redeem us and will.
1: Um, yeah, hey, Doctor Plum, I think we got a caller on 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 the line. Yes, uh, a caller, you there?
4: Yes, hi. Josh here. How How's you doing, doing there, hey, yeah. buddy? Uh, yeah. Doctor Ralph, uh, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, in in uh, today's day and age, uh, there's such a diverse background of uh, religions and different ways that people relate to God. Uh, I was my question is is um, how, how would what what do you think we can change in our daily lives? that will help us to discover God's purpose uh, on an, as an individual, on an individual journey that uh, isn't, isn't specific towards uh, let's say that a Christ Godhead uh, or uh, you yes. know, any, any particular religion. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware that uh, in our multicultural society, there, there are many different faiths and there's, and there's people with no faith or at least no faith in a, in a, in a supernatural being. So, you know, i I affirm that, the, the basis of the question i'm speaking uh, from my own life journey in this book so i i am sharing in that context but i get, i guess just thinking of about philosophically um we need to decide in our own journey if we believe there is um there's ultimate truth uh, or or not if if everything is relative then it 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 changes the dynamic but if if in our in our own personal journey we feel that there is uh, ultimate truth then i guess it's just up to us to to seek seek that until we till we find the path that that we feel comfortable with. Okay. Wow. Hey, Thank you. Thanks, thanks, so, thanks, thanks for calling,
1: so hey, hey, Doctor yep. Doctor You you mentioned several times. I mean, I know uh, in in the title of your book has wonder, but you have mentioned wondering, uh, several different times, and it kind of stuck with my head. Can you tell uh, our listening audience and I think that's part of chapter ten yes uh what 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 did you mean by that and how did that uh uh come about in your life
4: yeah well I shared um that I've spent really most of my life uh, helping people in need and traveling and for the mars for, for for the most part staying out of out of trouble and uh um but in in my particular instance, there was a series of um uh, events that just created a an emotional place where i needed to i i just chose to step off the grid for a bit I, there, my my uh ex-wife now uh during the latter months of my daughter's um eventual death uh sought uh, friendship and and intimacy with someone else because of her pain and um, then my daughter died and then my uh father uh, and mother were, I moved him to California and then he died six months later. And then shortly thereafter, my mother had Alzheimer's and that turned into a real nightmare. So um, for me, and it was a job, a job uh, transition there in, in the process. So those four or five things um, just were in a, a place where I just emotionally said, you know what, I'm, I, uh, I just need to, I, I'm just going to go off the grid for a while. So um, I, I do ex- articulate that in a little more clarity in the book, but uh, for me, it was um, just having to respond to those series of difficult challenges in a relatively uh, short period of time.
1: Wow, Doc, uh, this is, uh, I mean, you really sharing it with us, and I, I, I know you're touching a lot of our listening audience, because you, you're touching me, and it's, uh appreciate you sharing it. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk with Dr. Ref. Plumb. It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley.
0: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas.
5: available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold
0: streaming now on the answer San Diego app and odyssey.com it's time to dream big think big and be big it's time for more it's your life here's your host James Cooley welcome back to it's your life I'm James Cooley and uh, we are talking with
1: uh, Dr. Ralph Plum and uh, I I everything that he is saying is, is fascinating and it's, uh, it's touches someone like lives. And, uh, I'm just so happy to have him on here, but, uh, we're going to get to the kingdom of God is central to your passion, your work or Dr. Plum. Uh, can you explain, uh, that to our listening audience?
4: Sure. Well, that's, um, that's a big term. And, uh, it means to me, um, that there is a a plan and it's being carried out, but let me just let me just personalize it a little bit. So, um, my understanding of our purpose and role in life is to have relationship and to and to um, to help each other, to just be there, to be real, to listen, to be kind. I uh, I shared my story. Um, well, I just mentioned my story about my ten year old daughter passing. She died from a degenerative neurological disease just in the last month uh two of my business associates when they heard me make a passing comment uh one 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 guy came up to me after the meeting and he said uh, i i can't believe this I, my daughter my 10 year old daughter died of uh, uh of cancer um uh, and, and then and then another guy came up and said my that his 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 uh 18 uh, year old daughter had committed suicide so um the kingdom of god is uh, it's a theological term and you can study it in seminary and you can do a lot of things with uh, with that but um the kingdom of god is intended for us to to love one another to just be there be real listen to be kind and i think uh, that that personalizes it a little a little bit
2: Dr. Plum, Noah here again down in the booth. Uh, Share with our listeners now, with that being said, what are you most focused on right now and why? I know, obviously, you're trying to do the Lord's work. So what's what's really calling to you right now? Yeah.
4: Well, I'm a connector, and um, I've affiliated myself with some uh, gentlemen in different parts of the country. We established a 501c3, which is a charity, uh, Kingdom Alliance. Uh, Kingdom Alliance is a sort of a loose uh, group uh, if you will um a loose federation a, a, a loose a voluntary a group of about 50 billionaires that have a particular interest in doing specific things to help people in need um so um i'm i'm the primary mi- ministry connector guy there's a, a colleague of mine Don Aiken in Birmingham Alabama who's the primary uh, money connector guy but um um, our, our role is to help, um, accelerate, uh, the work of the kingdom and to do things that ne- need to be done. So I have the privilege of, um, of interfacing with many, many different organizations that are doing, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, we call them domains. They're get categories of service. It could be, uh, completing the great commission. It could be doing, um, you know, humanitarian work, um, Um, doing social enterprise, helping people develop income, et cetera. There's uh, many different areas. So my primary focus to answer your question specifically is to, is to, um, to be um, a CEO and a leader in that, in that consortium of, of, of people.
2: And that's important. True leadership, godly leadership is very important right now, especially in the day and age that we're living in.
4: Yes. Yeah. There's great disruption. I mean, nobody, nobody needs to be told about COVID, but there's so many other things there's, Mass you know there's there's confusion, there's isolation, there's uh, fear, and um, um, and then re- revenue is needed to do, to do the work that needs to be done. Every organization needs needs funding, so we're just trying to help in that in that regard.
3: Dr. Plum, as a global strategist, how do you work with leaders on transformative change, resource development and global sourcing?
4: Yes. Well, I I guess the true answer is I hang out with some very talented people. (laughs) So uh, I'm part of uh, the Genesis Group, uh, which is a consulting group that um, I I work with, uh, guys like Ray Rude and uh, Andrea Nunez and Rachel Munirazi and many, many others that uh, work on transformative change, work on um, succession planning. Uh, The moniker of the Genesis Group is change is inevitable, thriving is a choice, um, hang out with the guys uh, at DXM Donor Experience Management. Uh, some very talented. I'm the senior fellow for social enterprise advancement. Another fancy title, which is just to help people develop sustainable income. Guys like Mark Carver, Ken Moy, Robert Bagby. So I um I, I work in those two contexts. I have my own my own website, and anyone that was interested to look further, uh, it's DrRalphPlum.com. It's DR, not I don't didn't spell out doctor, so no spaces. D R R A L P H P L U M B dot com.
1: You know, Dr. Plum, uh, I'm still stuck on your book. How can I listen to orange get, get your book if they, I mean, I, I think, you know, the chapters and the excerpts that I have read it's fascinating. Yeah. Can you tell a uh, listener audience how they can go about getting your book?
4: Very easy. It's on all platforms Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. So you can just, uh, if you put, plum and all all who wander it'll it'll pop it'll pop up so i i will say that just today um i did a second edition the first edition was uh had black and white color uh black excuse me black and white photos and um and i just i just uploaded uh, a few edits and some color so if someone wants to buy the book i'd suggest wait two or three days and then uh, the color photos really pop the black and white is nice but the color ones are really cool
1: you know the chapter 14 uh, what really matters uh, i'm curious to find out what's your thoughts on that
4: when you wrote that chapter yeah well i came up with uh came up with is not the right word i i discovered through a, a, a lifelong journey um seven things that really mattered to me and i say at the beginning that uh, this is my journey so what matters to me doesn't necessarily uh end up in your in your bucket but one of the one of the things that I I wanted to emphasize in the in the few seconds that are left is that I I realized that I I understood things uh, sometimes upside down. I call that chapter is called inverted wisdom. Um, for example, we believe strength means exercising power, dominance, and higher ability, but the Lord tells us strength is best demonstrated in restraints and in quiet confidence. We believe that we must become worldly wise and street smart to make it in life. God tells us that we must become his children with a pure and simple faith. We believe pride in our achievements makes us pillars of success. The word admonishes us to be humble, willing to associate with people of low position. We live to acquire and, if necessary, to keep others from doing so. Jesus taught us to give it all away and store up treasures in heaven. We worry and stress, so many of us are consumed with psychosomatic symptoms. God tells us to be anxious about nothing and to trust and obey. So many of us uh, serve God by doing as much as humanly possible, constantly. God tells us that we should abide with him and receive his peace that passes understanding. And finally, when we are hurt, we strike back or wish we did. God tells us to bless those who persecute us. Those are um, principles that I've learned, and I can say that I, uh, I haven't applied them all, but I've discovered them, and my life is still a journey, and I know all of your listeners are still on a journey, so... I wish them uh, God's God's peace and blessing.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm just throwing a little plug in about my new book, uh, A Country Boy, City Boy, a Journey That Ain't Over Yet. So we are always on a journey, and we always are on a destination. Amen. On on our direction, on our purpose, you know, trying to find our destiny. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Plum, what would a a Dr. Plum today said to a younger version of uh, Ralph, uh, if he could. <laughs>
4: yeah. I guess, um uh, I would have listened to God sooner and followed him more closely. Uh, I always had a high energy, you know, I kind of sleep five, six hours a night. I'm always go, go, go. Uh, but I, I didn't learn to listen to that still small voice until I was much older and, um, kind of went my own way, made a few mistakes. And if I had to do it over again, I would have, uh, tried to listen more to God and, and uh, follow him sooner. Wow.
1: How can our listening audience get in touch with you? I mean, everything that you uh, are saying is, yeah. I mean, it, it touches someone. And uh, if they wanted to reach out to you and get a, uh, an opportunity to talk to you about some of these things, how could they uh, reach you?
4: Uh, best way, uh, including my phone number and emails, is on drralphplumb.com. and I'll just uh, dr r a l p h p l u m b no spaces dot com. Love to hear from anyone.
1: Yeah, hey Noah. Man, this has been a fascinating show. I know we're coming down to the last couple of minutes of this. Uh, anything you want to say, Noah, uh, before we get to the end? Because uh, I, I'm touched, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm inspired. Just, by I'm touched. I'm inspired
2: by a lot of what this guy said. Again, you know me, James, one of my biggest passions is for kids, and so to be able to hear him talk about fatherhood and the importance of men and the lives of children that means it means so much to me to to hear his perspective uh because we need especially in today's day and age we need strong male figures now now more than ever and i think people reading his book are going to really gain a lot of insight
3: and you know one of the things i um i picked up besides many things on the show is um um, being instead of just doing, um, how we introduce ourselves, you know, we really have to remember who we truly are, and not the label that the world puts on us, or by the things that we do. We have to really know who we truly are inside. So, amen, uh, amen. Yeah.
1: Hey, Doctor uh, Ralph um, Plum, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Uh, taking it- you know, I, uh, you know, I, I really <laughs> wish we had two hours for this. And so, uh, I'm going to say that we're going to invite you back again yeah. if you have time. I'd love to. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, when I get right back to Temecula, if you have time, we can sit down and have, a uh, uh, lunch. Uh, you know, so, uh, I just want to pick your brain a little bit and, uh, right. just, uh, you know, i tell you, this has uh, inspired me. So, Hey, we, we're always looking for Sponsors of our listening audience to, to continue to bring this great message You just heard this great man uh, Inspire all of us And so uh, I'd like to thank him Dr. Doctor Plum i like to thank Michelle yeah, man. Uh, My co-host i like to thank my great producer Noah but most importantly i like to thank my listening audience For taking the time We'll be back tomorrow Same time, same place It's your life I'm James Cooley.
0: Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley.